Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you joining me. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I certainly did. I went out to the bars and the nightclubs, as I have over the past few weekends, and it's absolutely entertaining to me, for lack of a better explanation, watching these guys, these different characters that you tend to see at the bars and nightclubs. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more mellow, a little bit more lighthearted. I've been super serious lately talking about what to do when she has certain objections and other things like that. So let's keep it lighthearted today. I hope to still get some lessons in there. I'm sure there will be some training in there, but it's going to be mostly fun kind of stuff. Before I get started, I wanted to tip my hat to you haters out there. What is up, you my haters? Unbelievable to me that people actually listen to a podcast that they hate and sit there stewing and fuming and getting pissed and then send me an email or leave me a bad review. It's like, how bad does your life have to suck that you actually seek things that make you angry? Like, why would you listen to it if you don't like it? Just fucking turn it off. And for God's sakes, why would you leave a bad review? I never leave bad reviews. Never leave thumbs down on YouTube videos. Never leave bad reviews. Even if I have a bad experience with something, I just let it go. But particularly, you know, not even in a customer service oriented environment, such as a podcast, I would never... (laughs) Oh my God, I would never leave a bad review. It's just bad karma, man. It just comes back to bite you in the ass because violence, no matter how well-intentioned or how justified you think you may be, always rebounds upon yourself. So I wouldn't even put that shit out there. But here, check this out, haters, real quick. So Daisy's my assistant, okay? So all the emails I get, she filters through them. I don't even see them until she puts them in my folder. Now, this is different for clients. Clients go directly into my folder. Daisy doesn't read those emails because sometimes they're personal. But with like outside people, listeners, et cetera, marketing things, she reads it first and deletes the haters. Like I don't even get to see them. So she simply tells me how many haters I get basically on a monthly basis. So the other day she's like, dude, we've been getting a decent handful of haters. And I was like, really? What's going on there? And it occurred to me, I haven't looked at my stats lately. So I log on. Dude, the podcast is exploding, boys. I'm getting so many downloads. And as they say, the tallest poppy always gets cut. The more successful you get, the more haters you get. So haters are actually a barometer for me to measure how successful I am. And I actually kind of take it as a good thing when I get a certain number of haters because that shows me you know, that I'm growing and I'm getting out there and lots of people are downloading the podcast and listening to it. So when she told that to me, I was like, yep, sure enough, the downloads reflect exactly what I concluded when it came to the haters. But just so you guys know, I don't even read them. I don't see them. And I was talking to Trip Kramer, the How to Talk to Girls podcast, and actually Marnie too. Ask Women podcast about this. And I was like, what do, you, what do you guys do with the haters? And both of them, they don't even get to see them because their customer service deletes them. So Trip Kramer, I was talking to him. He's like, I literally have no idea how many haters I have because my customer service company just deletes all those emails before I even see them. And I was like, yeah, I have Daisy go through mine too, but I kind of like to know because it's a barometer, right? You get really angry people out there who hate on you. It's almost like a compliment. They're jealous, they're insecure, they feel like shit, so they want you to feel like shit. And what does that say? When you spew hate at somebody else, it just shows how shitty your life actually is. 
So to me, you know, though I don't see those emails, though I don't even look at them, it's like kind of sad to me that somebody would actually take the time to do that because they're suffering to a very high degree. And in a way, I have a lot of compassion for them. So haters out there, sorry, your life sucks, brother. Sorry, your life sucks, sister. You know, I really hope it gets better where you can live largely from love. And instead of sending hate emails, send emails of love, say, yo, this show is the best thing ever. And I'm not saying to send it to me because obviously you hate me, but I'm saying to send it to somebody who you really respect. Put love out there and you're gonna get love back. Whatever you want in your life, you need to put it out there in order for you to get it back. That is rule. And by you hating on people, whether it's me, Trip Kramer, Marnie of the Ask Women Podcast, Kristen Carney of the Ask Women Podcast, she gets tons of hate. It's about you. It has nothing to do with me. It's you. You're making a statement about who you are and you're attracting more negativity to yourself. So if you're wondering why your life sucks, which it certainly does, if you're going to spew hatred towards anybody, that's why. There, free lesson. Of course, you would never want to learn anything from me, so I doubt you'll take that lesson. But for the rest of you champions who actually leave the love, and a lot of love has come in my way, I really do appreciate you guys. That's for you. Remember, whatever you put out comes back to you. By the way, one dude, I was just looking at reviews. If you're listening, it was JC something left a fantastic review. This, this podcast is a shit. It's changed my life. I love it so much. And he put one star. It's like sometimes people get confused. Bro, it's five stars if you really like something. One star means you hate it. Some people think like it's a flipped measuring system, but trust me, five stars is the way to do it. JC2513618, whatever it was. If you wouldn't mind, bro, going in there and adjusting it, slapping five stars on there clearly, which is what you intended to do. I'd appreciate that. For the rest of you boys, we have to beat the haters. So if you wouldn't mind leaving me a five-star review after you've listened to a few episodes, make sure it makes the cut for you. I'd really appreciate it. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com. I'll send you the conversation sniper, guide to the female orgasm, and three texts to build massive attraction in women. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the content. So I was at the bars this weekend and I saw all these characters who I've seen time and time again. And this is a funny kind of conclusion that I've made after probably logging tens of thousand hours in these types of environments, you start to see the same kind of people. Now, not everybody fits into this. I'm not saying each and every one of you guys fits into this. Possibly, and I know it's true for me, sometimes you're a variety of these different guys. One night you're one dude, the next night you're the other dude, and then other nights you're still the other dude. So don't take this personally if you resonate with some of this because God knows I've been that dude before, especially the thirsty chode crystal guy, which I'll talk about in a minute. But just take it for what it's worth and you want to become the guy who I'm going to talk about last is the dude who we want to be in the bars and the nightclubs. All right, so the first dude I want to talk about is the AMOG Thirsty Predator. The AMOG stands for alpha male of the group. Thirsty, of course, means that he wants sex and he wants it now and he looks like a predator. He basically looks like he wants to devour every single little girl in that bar and nightclub, and he wants it now. He's like, itty bitty, I'm gonna devour you right up. And she can feel that from him, and it's in his eyes. He goes around targeting women, looking at them like a piece of meat, wanting to basically take their sex. That's what's telegraphed by his behavior anyway. Those guys rarely get success with women, however, the persistent part is what usually works well for them. So sometimes they stick with that method because it has proved successful for them in the past. And frankly, they don't give a shit. So these are the kinds of guys that hang testicles, like those fake testicles from the back of their truck. 
they have a sticker on the back of their window of their truck, which is the shocker. You know, it's that hand position where your index finger and your middle finger are together, and then your ring finger is in, and then your pinky is sticking out. And it's basically to put two fingers into her vagina and one her butt. So fucking crude. Can you believe? I mean, bro, if you have the sticker on the back of your car, <laughs> you you and I wouldn't hit it off, bro, because I do not get that shit. I think that is the fucking biggest scum bucket move a guy could ever make in his entire life. He's like, yeah, man, two in the pink, one in the stink, bro. I got balls hanging from the back of my car. And when I go to nightclubs, I just want to yank a girl to my truck and fuck the shit out of her. That is not what I'm all about in that UMP. Although if that's you and if it's working for you, I personally don't think it would because like I said, karma, man, that shit comes back to you. When you objectify women and see them as a target, a piece of meat, it comes back to haunt you in major ways. And I dare say I've been that dude. I've been that just want to blow through as many girls as I can as quickly as possible. Fortunately, that phase didn't last very long, but I did go through it. And if you're in it right now, you know what? You may want to reconsider it or think about the possibility of growing out of it. But the Amok Thirsty Predator, there was definitely one of those guys there uh, this weekend who was just, oh, he was so scummy, man, just going up to every girl. Definitely being creepy towards my girlfriends and my girlfriend. He's also the guy that's likely to get into a fight. Usually guys who fight in the nightclubs and bars, they have a lot of anger. Cause like what I was just talking about, the hater wants other people to be in pain because he is in pain. See how that works? When you hate, when you put violence out there, when you try to put people down, it's cause you feel like shit and you want other people to feel like shit. The AMOG thirsty predator usually fits into that criteria. All right, the gray man, and I have a feeling probably 60% of you guys who struggle with women will fall into this. It's the guy who you never even notice. He's there the whole night, and it's like almost he's a statue, and you don't even notice the guy until you do notice him, and you're like, where'd that dude come from? Was he, was he standing there the whole time? Like I've literally had gray men standing next to our group almost the entire night, and I like suddenly realized, I'm like, oh, there was a dude there. I didn't even see this guy. This is the guy who stands next to the bar, gets a drink or multiple drinks, stands very fearful, usually facing away from the bar, having his drink in front of him, building a wall as we call it, and sipping it slowly, just hoping, just praying a girl will come talk to him or run into him or drop her purse in front of him or something will happen where he gets to talk to this girl. It rarely ever happens. Most of you guys know when you're the gray man, nothing fucking happens. Something I say in my coaching is there is the observed and the observing in the nightclubs and the bars. You want to be the observed. You want to be having a good time in your group, being where the action is. You want to be where the party is so that people are watching you. The gray men and also the chode crystals, which I'll get into in a second, are usually observing the party, which should be where you're at. If the party's where you are, girls are getting attracted to you and you're gonna get much better results. So if you're the gray man, think about changing it up. You can come join my three-month coaching program. I'll tell you exactly how to do that. If you're not really into nightclubs and bars, which I know a lot of you guys aren't, there's definitely different ways to be in social situations where you get lots of different women. And in those situations, you can still be the gray man. You could still be the gray man at a dance class. You could still be a gray man at a yoga studio. You could still be the gray man at whatever top of funnel idea you implement. You have to be the alpha. You have to be leading it and you have to be where the party is. 
All right, let's get into the chode crystal. This is the funniest term, which wasn't actually created by me. It was created by Tyler Durden, also known as Owen of Real Social Dynamics. You guys ever hear of RSD, Real Social Dynamics? Well, he was one of the founding pickup artists that came shortly after Mystery Method. I was actually friends with the guy. We lived together in Hawaii. We didn't live together, but we both lived in Hawaii at the same time. I was actually working at a gym and I heard his voice and I had been listening to his content for years. And I was like, the fuck, dude, is that Tyler Durden? So I walked up, introduced myself. We hit it off. He gave me his number. And then I trained under him for a little while. And we would go out to nightclubs together. And he had this term, chode crystal. Basically what it is, is it's a group of friends who kind of don't have game. And they all hang out together. And they all like root each other on. And they kind of merge together as this like crystalline structure and they move all over the bar trying to talk to girls, getting rejected, urging each other on to approach girls, dance with girls, be with girls, and they kind of like chase girls away. And it's really funny because specifically when I was a bouncer, but also when I just go out to the nightclubs myself with my girlfriends, I always have like a lot of hot girls around me. So like the choke crystal will come and like migrate over to buy where I'm at and they'll chase all the girls away. And then I'll be like, God, hell, you fucks, you fucking chased all the girls away. And then I'll go stand somewhere else. All the girls will come up to me and my friends. And then the chode crystal will come and like chase them away. And I'm like, God damn it, that poisonous chode crystal again. Chased all the girls out of our group. <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny. And God bless the guys, you know, like God knows I was the captain of the chode crystal at one time, sailing the high seas in my SS douche canoe. So I don't hold it against guys like that. But dude, I hate it when I'm trying to talk to girls and then a big crystal of dudes will come over and scare them all away. And then I got to go gather them up in some dark corner of the club so it doesn't happen again. But inevitably, oh, hell, here comes the chode crystal sailing the high seas, coming to ram my battleship. And they are goddamn great at blowing out sets. But just something you have to deal with. And if you find entertainment in it, you can find ways to circumvent it. All right, the Michael Jackson, you guys have all seen this guy where he busts out the most epic moves ever on the dance floor. The dude is doing backflips, breakdancing moves. It's like this guy's a professional dancer and he breaks it out on the dance floor. You know, when it comes to dancing, what I found is you really don't have to do much. Let the girls dance around you. Just kind of do a couple moves, enjoy the music, be in kind of your own world, don't be trying to stick your boner in the back of girls, which I'm going to get into in a second with the boner flossing, dude. Don't try to be that guy. Just kind of be in your own world dancing and girls will start dancing with you. But the Michael Jackson guy, he always like clears the dance floor. There's always a big circle that comes around him and he does all his moves. And rarely do I see that guy pull girls. So I don't think it's the best way. You definitely don't have to be a great dancer to go to the bars and the nightclubs. Just kind of enjoy the music, you know, lean from foot to foot. You don't have to go hop on the dance floor like a damn mating dance in the Galapagos Islands, okay? Keep it mellow, just chill, and it would be better if you could have girls dancing around you. But even if you don't, just pretend like you're really into the music and you're really enjoying yourself. And oftentimes, girls will come dance with you, especially if you have a lot of status in the nightclub, especially if you came with a lot of cute girls. All right, the next guy is the thirsty, drunk guy hitting on all the girls and being way too pushy and way too touchy. Now, this has probably been a lot of you guys, and I don't hold it against you. I myself don't drink, so I've never been drunk before, but I see a lot of dudes who, when they get drunker and drunker, they get more and more bold, and when I was a bouncer, these are exact kinds of guys I would have to throw out. Time and time again, it's some dude 
who's way too drunk. He's touching girls. He's being way too crude. He can't understand that no means no, and she's not interested, and he just keeps trying and trying and trying, and these are the dudes we'd have to throw out. So if you're that dude, just try to monitor your liquor. I know a lot of you guys rely on that liquid courage. Know where you get that little bit of buzz. I have no problems with drinking. I don't do it myself, but I support the intoxication of others because I think drunk people are fucking funny. But just kind of know like, okay, this is where I get buzzed. Like three beers in is right about where I'm buzzed. I'm just going to keep it at that and fucking maintain some discipline, bro. Like hold yourself to that level and just stick to it. Don't go above it because you know what happens. You get thrown out. Next thing you know, you're throwing up on the sidewalk and you wake up in the gutter missing your right shoe. This is the kind of life that we want to avoid. So just discipline yourself, monitor yourself, don't become that guy. You can use a little bit of liquid courage, but when your judgment goes out the window, that's when it becomes a problem. But that's when it's really fun if you're a bouncer. Tell you what, throwing out drunk guys, so fun. So easy too. Just like, hey bro, my, my manager has to talk to you outside real quick. Would you mind Would you mind following me? We'll get you right back in. He's like, oh yeah, sure. So he follows you out to the door and you just fucking push him and you're like, sorry bro, you're out of here. He's like, what? And then you didn't have to fight him the whole time. However, when he's small or smaller than you and or you think you can take him, sometimes it's cool to be pushy when you're a bouncer. Hey, bro, you got to go. Let's go. You're too drunk. Come on. Let's go. No, I'm not going. Yeah, you are. And then here we go with the jujitsu, which was always a great, great highlight when I was a bouncer. God, I kind of missed those days. But going to the club, you know, being a bouncer kind of sucks because you got to dump out trash and you got to deal with the drama and you're fucking working. I like now just going out with my girlfriends, basically the same thing. Being a bouncer has clout in a different kind of way. Girls were way more eager to approach me, but I like approaching myself because when you approach, you're in the masculine energy. So I prefer how it is now. Definitely prefer to go out with a couple hot girls. Way better than going out with just your friend or the worst thing ever, going out with the chode crystal. Definitely better to go out with a bunch of chicks. All right, next up, we have the creepy boner dancer. I forgot what I called him earlier, but we're calling him the creepy boner dancer who goes around sticking his boner into the butts of all these different chicks as he tries to dance with them. It's kind of like night at the, what is it? Night at the Roxbury where they're like super fucking eager and super horny. They're so horny, they'd fuck a snake if they could hold it straight. And they just go around creeping out all the girls by trying to dance with them. I mean, sometimes girls are into it. You know, it depends on the chick, but... I really don't suggest rolling around with a boner the size of the Statue of Liberty and trying to put it in different girls' backs. Not good, brother. Not a good look, man. And you see it, dude. Like, I've seen everything under the sun. You'll literally see dudes walking around with a boner in their jeans, and you're like, bro, like, what are you doing out there, man? Pull your shit together. Come on, dog. Run a tight battleship, man. You're, you're making a fool of yourself, but, you know, it is what it is, and can't take that shit too seriously. But yeah, man, don't be that guy who goes around getting a boner when you dance with girls. And I know sometimes you dance with girls and they're leaving a snail trail on your leg and they're being super goddamn sexy and you kind of want to flex up a little bit, but you got to control that red helmeted warrior in your underwear and say, no, you bastard, you stand down, stand down, Sergeant Horny. I am the general here and you better adhere to my orders because I'm not going to walk around with the boner the size of the Eiffel Tower in a nightclub in a public setting. It's just humiliating. That ain't going to be me. All right. The next one is the Orbiter. God, I love Orbiters. They are the best secret weapon that we have as a quote unquote pickup artist. What's an Orbiter? Do any of you guys know? That's right. It's the friend who's been stuck in the friend zone 
who hangs out with this girl, hoping that one day she'll realize what a great guy he is and she'll start to have sex with him. But alas, once you're in that friend zone, it is extremely difficult to get out. Namely, because if you got yourself in there in the first place, that shows you know nothing about game. So the likelihood of a dude who's in the friend zone of getting out of it is very low. But if you get the training, I've gotten guys out of the friend zone before. So if that's you and you really want to yank a girl who's your friend, I don't necessarily encourage that kind of behavior because I'd rather have more of an abundance mindset with my clients. But just so you know, it is possible. But anyway, the orbiter is the dude who's kind of like orbiting her planet. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 just waiting for that opportunity as she is sleeping with a bunch of different dudes, dating a bunch of different dudes and calling him, the orbiter, crying about all her problems with her guys as he's sitting there thinking, I am the perfect guy for her. Why can't she fucking see it? This is the most frustrating thing ever. I'm going to go fuck a snake if I can hold it straight because this is so damn frustrating, right? This happens to so many guys. But when an orbiter comes in with his hot friend into the nightclub, Oh my God, it is game over for basically me yanking her number. I mean, I'm sorry, bro. Like I hate to do that to a guy who's been put in the friend zone, but it's kind of his fault for going into the friend zone. If she's attracted to me and her and I drive, I'm getting her number and I'm going to do it right in front of him. So what you do is you observe these guys who will usually be sitting across the table from her. They're not touching sexually. Usually the conversation isn't that great. They kind of look like they're kind of bored orbiter all day long. You go and you open them. And one of the first things I say is, how long have you two been together? Before I even get the sentence out of my mouth, she's like, oh, we're not together. We're just friends. Boom. You have a girl who's been neutralized inadvertently by this dude from other guys hitting on her. So she's totally fresh. She's not annoyed. She's willing to talk to you. You show confidence by approaching them. And she thinks that you're approaching because you're a nice guy and you're assuming they're boyfriend and girlfriend. So her defenses are down. And what happens is homeboy gets lost within like two minutes. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Next thing you know, he's been like beamed up into hyperspace. The fucking guy disappears off the face of the earth. Happens time and time again. He leaves the club because he's butthurt. And I mean, God bless the dude. I kind of feel bad for him. And God knows I was that dude at one time. And I have clients who were that dude. So it's like, I'm not trying to be malicious, but you kind of made your own bed, bro. And you got to sleep in it. So if you're going to bring this super hot girl to this nightclub, she's obviously single and looking because she's not hooking up with you. I come up and she's attracted to me and I'm attracted to her. I'm getting her number. I'm hanging out with her. Sorry, man. You fucked up and got in the friend zone. But for those of you who are the orbiter, you got to stop that shit immediately. Stop placating to her. Stop doing her favors. Stop going out with her. Start seeing other girls and let her know it. Ask her for advice about other girls. Start posting pictures of you with hot girls on Instagram. If you want to get out of the friend zone, you have to pull back and date other women. But the orbiter, I see it all the time. Dudes who come with their friend, dudes who come with their sister even, or usually a work party. You can tell a work party just by the body language of the people, and it's the orbiter who's like putting tannerite on your target. Do you guys know what tannerite is? It's basically this like dynamite kind of shit that you can put on your target and you shoot it with a gun and it explodes. It makes it that much better. Like when you go shooting at the firing range, it's pretty sick, especially if you have steel targets. You go like ping, ping, ping. It's pretty dope, right? But tannerite, 
brings it to the next level. That's what an orbiter is. He just makes it so much easier. It's like shooting ducks in a pond when you meet a girl who's with her orbiter boyfriend. The number comes out so quickly. She's just super down because I think she's kind of frustrated being with this dude who like wants her, but she's not attracted to him. And she's going out with him looking pretty, hoping that a guy like you will approach her. So the orbiter, best thing ever. Don't be that guy though. Don't be that guy. Any listener to this podcast, I forbid you to be the orbiter, my dude. Absolutely forbidden. If you're an orbiter, you get a Mark Singh demerit whose penalty is 50 push-ups right now. 50 push-ups, bust them out. No more orbiter status for you, man. You dropped that shit yesterday. All right, the next guy, and it's me, is the social butterfly. The social butterfly who goes around talking to everybody. He's social. He's the life of the party. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of charisma. It really wipes me out sometimes, although... As you guys can see on this podcast, I can just yammer on forever if I really wanted to. But, you know, surprisingly, I'm still an introvert and this shit kind of drains me. Not the podcast so much, but like really being a social butterfly, talking to tons of girls, really having the party where my friends group is. It's a little bit draining. I mean, it's kind of energizing in some way, but it's kind of draining in another. But you have to be that guy if you really want to pull girls out of the nightclub. You have to be the party. You have to be the social butterfly, the charismatic guy, the center of attention. When I see a guy like that, I used to feel threatened by him. And I'm sure you guys know what that's like too. You, he's really alpha. He's kind of loud. He's kind of taking control of things. He's not necessarily the AMOG thirsty predator. He's more like the dude who flies under the radar, which is pure charisma. Everybody likes him, but in a way you kind of hate the dude, right? When I see a guy like that now, that is the dude who I want as my wingman because that's the dude who I am too. If me and another guy like me go out to the nightclubs, which I do have friends that I do that with, oh my God, bro, we fucking crush it. He's bringing girls into the group. I'm bringing girls into the group. We're both socializing. We're both super charismatic. It's over. Like any orbiter with his hot girlfriend sitting at a table and they're staring blankly at each other's foreheads, she is done. He is done. It's over. There's no chance when the social butterfly flaps his wings over to that table. It's just over. It's just over. So I want you guys to work on being more of that social butterfly talking to everybody, opening and ejecting, offering charisma, being the party, hopefully bringing cute girls with you, or at the very least, if you go out alone, which my client Eric J just did. Eric, if you're listening, I'm literally saluting you right now, big dog. Big salute to you for going out alone. So much respect. I used to do that myself too, but it took me a while to work up to it. Man, you got some cojones, brother. And any of you guys who go out alone, fucking champions. Just like Eric realized, you can become a member of any group you want. Strangers are friends I haven't met yet. That should be your mentality when you go into the nightclubs. You're making friends with everybody. And just like what happened to my boy, Eric, he got absorbed into certain groups. I think they went to an after party afterwards and suddenly he's with these people now. So your job is to have that mentality that yes, strangers are friends I haven't met yet. Everybody's my potential friend. Let me go meet them. Let me go see what they're about. That's what a social butterfly does. He wants to expand his friendships. And in so doing, you make women more attracted to you. All right, so I think that was seven. I think maybe it was eight, actually. So let's go over them. Amok, Thirsty Predator, Gray Man, Chode Crystal, Michael Jackson, Thirsty Drunk Guy, Creepy Dancer, 
orbiter and the social butterfly. So I want you to be only the social butterfly, the guy leading the interactions, the freaking MC of the nightclub. I literally want you to say to yourself, this is my house and I'm responsible for everybody's fun. That's what I do every time. Like I go in there thinking I'm responsible for everyone having a good time. I am going to up the shit out of the vibe in this place. This place is going to be popping. It's going to be vibrating with so much positive energy because of me, Mark Singh. That's the way I want you to think. Don't be the orbiter. Don't be the chode crystal dude. Don't be the gray man. Definitely don't be the amog thirsty predator and don't be the boner dancer sticking a boner the size of the Sears Tower and girls' backs and you will be good to go, my friend. All right, gentlemen, that's it for me in this podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. Like I said, if you feel that this podcast deserves a five stars, we need to counterbalance all the haters that are coming out of the woodwork. The bigger I get, the more the haters are going to try to cut me down. And while I don't see them, I know they're out there because Daisy reports to me. She's like, yeah, we got a couple haters this week, blah, blah, blah. So I need those five-star reviews. And remember, guys, this is the way that my podcast gets bigger is by getting good reviews. If you like my content, if you're like, yo, this guy gives me a lot of good stuff, I wanna reciprocate that in some way, the absolute best thing you can do for me is give me five stars, write something that the other listeners, potential listeners can read and get some value from and know that this podcast is high quality. I have a 4.8 out of five for a dating coach that's exceptionally high. I'm actually surprised it's that high. I'm surprised it's not lower than that. But you know, I feel genuine. I feel like I try to give good content and this is a super controversial topic and that's why I get haters. People who refuse to understand that the only way you will get a girl attracted to you is if you lead the frame. That pisses off so many fucking people because they think I'm saying women are less than us. No, it's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, in many ways, women are better than us at different things. But when it comes to seduction, the man has to lead. He has to be in the masculine energy, masculine leads, femininity follows. A lot of people can't handle that. So I get a lot of haters. And dude, I don't take it personally because it's their own, like I said, it's their own thing. It has nothing to do with me. It's all them. But we need to counterbalance the hater army, the unapologetic man army army needs to come together and unite in order to keep this podcast going because the haters, they're coming out, man, and they're fighting against us. So if you want to help me, please leave me five stars. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I'll send you a bunch of cool shit for you haters out there. I literally feel sorry for you. I hope your life gets better. I genuinely honestly do because I know you're suffering to a very high level. And if you want to hurt somebody like that, it's only because you're hurting very deeply indeed. And for that, I'm sorry. Like literally brothers, sisters, I have compassion for your pain. I really do. Anyway, gentlemen, I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. I got another awesome one dropping this coming Thursday. So stay tuned for that one. And I will see you in the next episode.